Thanks for listening to the Word Alive podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching. For more resources, please download our app by typing WAIO in your Play Store. This week, I got I got a little uh, another little nugget for you, and I'll and I'll get get really quick at it. So we're not not here uh, for a long time this morning because I want to give us time to fellowship and take some action steps at the end of the service today. And I thought about calling this the last part of the series, but maybe we'll continue a little bit. I don't know. It's the fourth part for sure. And this is an ancient Hebrew text that I found in my studies on rest in Jeremiah 6.16. It's a very ancient, obscure actually, portion of God's word. But I hope I can bring it home for you today. Here's what it says. Stand in the ways and see. Ask for the old paths. Where the good way is. And walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. This is God reaching out to his people saying, stand in the ways and see. The commentaries say that this is a picture of a traveler who's on a journey and he's weary from the journey. And he gets to a place in the journey that he's weary and he's he's wise enough to pause and say, wait a minute. I would hate to get to the end of this thing and realize I've been going the wrong way if I'm this weary. So one, I'd like to make sure I'm on the right track. Two, I'd like to make sure I get to where I'm going. So I'm going to pause just a minute and ask, am I in the right way? Am I doing life the right way? Am I on the right path? And God says, stand there, pause, ask for the old paths. That word old doesn't mean like old, like ancient old, but it means tried and true path. Not old. My mom, my mom says, you know, we used to sit, my mom's 88 now. And, uh, you know, we sit around talking about things, you know, walking to school without shoes and, and uh, all that. Mom, you know, you know, you, you, and uh, I make up things that, that, that I actually didn't do, but I just want to be part of the conversation, you know. Like I never, I never walked to school, but I tell them I did. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but, you know, my mom says, you know, my mom says, I'm going to tell you, everybody talks about the good old days. She says, ain't nothing good about the old days for me. She said, now, these are good days, you know, technology and all that, you know. But, but what is good about, though, is the traditional tried and true paths that leads to life and blessings. One translation actually says, choose the path that leads to life and blessings. So God's made an invitation to you and I. Get in the way, find the path, and that path will lead you to a place where you will find rest for your souls. If there's ever been a society or every generation that needs this, it's our generation. We need rest for our souls. Well, lo and behold, I looked, and Jesus himself makes the same invitation in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, and uses the same obscure scripture of Jeremiah 6 and quotes it, Jesus himself. Here's what he says. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Direct quote from Jeremiah 6.16. Now, leave that, leave that up on the screen because in this culture, a, a rabbi, when he would talk to you, that they, it, was, it was a way a rabbi would have a conversation. He would give you just points of other scriptures, not the full scripture. He'd throw a line out for you about an ancient text. And they are such students of the Torah, if they just caught a line of it, then they knew exactly what it was, right? 
You didn't have to hear the whole scripture. It was just a line of that scripture, and they would know exactly. They, they could go right to the text and know exactly the story you're talking about, even if they just threw you uh, one, one line. Uh, I, I, get, I, I get rabbit trails, but I don't know why I thought about this. But uh, I, I heard this recently. said a guy was in prison and said they would go to sleep at night and, uh, because uh, somebody would just say, 93, and everybody just howl laughing. And, they, he, and somebody say, 68. They just howl laughing again. 33. Laughing. They said, what in the world is that about? He said, well, we've memorized all these jokes. So we're in our cell at night. You don't have to say the whole joke. Just throw the number out. We know exactly what the joke is, and we laugh. He said, oh, really? That's cool. He said, let me try. He said, 47. Nobody said a word. He said, what's wrong? He said, some people just can't tell a joke. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't even know why I thought about that. But anyway, that was just for me. They would throw, <laughs> they would throw a line out. And you would know exactly. So, so they knew when Jesus was speaking to them, he was quoting Jeremiah 6, 16. He knew that God, through Jesus, was giving them the same invitation their forefathers had got hundreds, if not thousands of years before, that God still had a place called rest. And now Jesus is saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Learn from me. I am gentle, lowly, and heart, And you will find rest for your souls. I love this part. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now, that word yoke is interesting because that means two things as well. That's a rabbinical term. So if a rabbi was teaching you, then and you believe that teaching and begin to adhere to that, you, it was called taking on his yoke. So you were yoking yourself to that rabbi because you believed in the rabbi and you wanted to live according to his teachings. It was calling being yoked to a rabbi or yoked to a teacher. And very, very familiar language in Torah, very familiar language to the Hebraic mindset is being yoked to a teacher and understanding their ways. But it also was an agricultural term of being yoked. Now, every time I'd read this up to this study that I've just done, when I saw that word yoke, I had a picture in my mind. Right? So now I'm trying to understand what does this mean? Because to me, any yoke could be burdensome if it's a yoke. Right? So what does Jesus mean? Take my yoke. It's easy and it's light. Uh, let me see if I can help us. This is a yoke. That ain't no yoke. <laughs> I'm fooling myself today, aren't I? This is a yoke. And a farmer uh, helped me with this and gave me insight about this yoke. When, I, when I'd heard of Jesus' yoke, I always thought of an individual yoke. Right? But the farmer said, you, you, you seldom would ever see an individual yoke because that's not what a yoke's for. Uh, for a yoke to be a yoke, it's got to be yoked to something. So this made sense to me now. So many of you could probably relate to this, but this is me carrying a yoke. And a yoke could be life, money, kids, 
grandkids, career, job, bondage, addiction, divorce, sin, uh, religion. The Bible talks a lot about this. Talks about yokes many places. Uh, I think it's um, what is it? Uh, Ephesians five five or Galatians five and one. Uh, it is for freedom Christ has made us free. Stand fast in that freedom and don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And so, a lot of us can relate to this because we're going through life. We've got financial struggles, we've got relational issues, we've got marital issues, physical maybe health issues, crisis that we're facing, and I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, I've just been under this yoke for a few minutes talking to you, and I'm already feeling the weight of this yoke. That's why Jesus said when he, they came to him, he said, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. That's what this means. Laden. So I'm laden with the burdens of life. And yet Jesus says, come unto me. Now, here's where I got, this has got interesting. Jesus didn't say, come unto me and I will take away all your trouble. And unfortunately, I think we hear that preach, but that's not true. Jesus, when I got saved, Jesus didn't take away all my trouble. When I came to know Jesus as my Savior, He helped me understand that He had bore the weight of my sin. Yeah, I get that part. But all my troubles didn't go away. I suffered some consequences from my sin that some of them I'm still suffering from, that I just made some poor choices, and I had to carry a burden with me that's been a heavy burden to carry, and some of those burdens I'm actually still carrying. So Jesus never promised, come unto me, all you that heavy laden, and I'll give you everything you ever wanted, and I'll make life the best thing you've ever... No, he said, come unto me, all you labor heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is, and my burden is, I think I got it. So what was Jesus saying? Stand in the ancient past and ask for the way. That word yoke actually means a way. A way. A way to live. See, that's why I think the gospel we've heard, a lot of us, is a false gospel. Because Jesus never preached the gospel as a way out of the world. Jesus never preached the gospel as a ticket to get punched so you don't go to hell and you go to heaven. Jesus, when he preached the gospel, it was not a ticket out of here. It was a way to live while you're still here. That's why the Bible in Acts 9 says it's called the way. Jesus said, I am the Way, the truth, and the life. And by the way, this is getting very burdensome. Just going to tell you like it is. So what does it mean? Uh, I've asked Craig Harris to be Jesus and help me. And so here I am, here you are in life, and we're burdened, Right? We're laden with cares, with situations. And Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, 
I will give you rest. Take my yoke. You hear me? Take my yoke. What does that mean? It doesn't mean he's going to take your burdens away. It actually means he's going to get yoked up with you. Now I, don't, now, I don't know if you can tell this or not, but my load just got eat. My burden just got, my burden didn't go, my troubles didn't go away. My pain and suffering didn't go away. But what happened was, now I'm yoked. Come on, somebody. I'm yoked to the one. And what I realize is the reason life gets heavy, the reason we get burdened, is because we were never carried called to carry this yoke of life by ourselves, And when we try to do it without the Lord, we get under this pressure and stress and anxiety. But as soon as we get hooked up with the Lord, our yoke becomes easy. Our burden becomes light because we are yoked with the Lord. Are you tracking with me? Oh, yeah, he'll break yokes of bondage, and he'll deal with our addiction, and he'll deal with our weaknesses. But now, being linked with the Lord, this is the way it gets easy, is when we get linked or yoked with the Lord, and we're not doing life by ourselves anymore, but we're doing it yoked to the Lord. And it's interesting, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, not about me. He never said learn about me. So many churches try to teach us about Jesus. The church is not designed to teach you about Jesus. The church is designed to get you yoked to Jesus, and Jesus will teach you himself what he needs to teach you. Are you listening to me? We're alive. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. And now I get yoked, and now the Lord teaches me why I'm yoked with him. And so now, when I start trying to go my way instead of his way, I'm, my yoke with him allows, it only gets heavy and only gets burdensome when I start trying to go opposite ways. As long as I'm going the way the Lord wants to go, it's easy and it's light. And so he uses this because when I start trying to go a way that's not his way, and this is the way they would train young oxen. They would put a young oxen with an old mature oxen. And the old mature oxen would carry the majority of all the load. The young oxen was just being trained. The, 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 the mature aged oxen was actually carrying the majority of the weight. And I'm just kind of right along for the ride. And I'm learning the yoke, the Torah, the life, the way to live, the way to function, the way to do life, the way to treat people, the way that the Lord would treat people, the way to love people, the way the Lord loves people, the way to fellowship with God, the way the Lord fellowships with God, the way to live in the Spirit, the way the Lord lives in the Spirit, the way to live Torah, live the Word of God, the way he lives the word of God, the way, to hum, the way to humble myself under the mighty hand of God, the way he teaches me to be. Now I'm learning from the Lord. Come on, somebody. If I could get out of this yoke, I would run. But. And isn't it powerful that he says, I am, learn of me, why? I'm lowly and gentle. In other words, he's saying, I'm not like the pharisaical legalistic 
lawyers of the law who, according to Matthew 23, are heaping burdens on you and not using one finger to get them away. I'm actually God himself, but I'm not here to heap burdens on you. I'm lowly and humble. I'm willing to get right down in the mess with you and get a hold of your burdens with you and help you walk yourself out of them and find this place called life and liberty and freedom. That's the Jesus we serve. Come on, somebody. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Exodus 33, 14. Look at that on the screen. Moses. Here's a great example. God didn't take his burden away. Moses was burdened, if you can believe, hear me, to carry three million people through the wilderness. Make sure they were fed, cared for, and get along. Three million. Can you imagine? Three million people. Here's what God says. Moses says to God, Now therefore I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I might know you and I might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Moses was saying, Look, I've, you've given me a task. You've given me a burden. What did God say? God didn't say, Well, I'll take them away from you. I mean, that would be, that'd be like us saying, God, what am I going to do with these children that you gave me? Take them away. <laughs> right? No. What are you going to do with these grandchildren? What are you going to do? We don't take them away. Don't take your job away. Don't take your career away. God don't want to take your marriage away. Even though marriage sometimes is a burden, you know, because you're, you're trying to live in a marriage together. Right? It's, it, relationships are a burden. But in the midst of it, God doesn't say, I'm going to try. I'm going to take it away. I feel like I'm leading you, Jesus, but that's all right. But, whoa, hey, easy, Jesus. <laughs> easy, Lord. Show me now your way that I may find grace. And consider that this day should be. And here's what God's promise was. He said, my presence shall go with you. Right in the midst of the burden. My presence shall go with you, and I'll give you rest. <laughs> that word rest doesn't mean stop. You know, actually, direct translation says, and I will make things easy. My presence shall go with you, and I'll make things easy. I had an encounter between services, rocked my world couple out there, they're going through a tough time. He sat there and looked at me, and, and they're, they're, in a, they're in the midst of a real burden. He looked at me, he said, Kent, he said, I had the worst day of my life, Saturday. The worst day of my life, going through what I'm going through. He said, and I've got to be honest with you, I, I, I've been coming to this church, I've been a supposed Christian, he said, but I've never really cried out to God. He said, but the place I'm in right now, I have no choice. And he said, I took my wife's hand, and we sat on the couch together in my house, and I cried out to God. And I said, God, I can't fix this. We can't fix this. There is no help of man in our life at this point. And he said, Ken, all I can tell you is for the first time in my life, I know what it means to have the peace of God. Because he said the peace of God 
came on me and my wife in our house. And he said, I can't describe it other than there was not a worry. There was not a care. There was not an anxious thought. It was the peace of God that passes all understanding. And he said, he said the burden is not gone. But all I can tell you is right in the middle of it, I have the peace of God. And listen to me. He dropped his Bible in the connection and sobbed like a child. And he said, I just got to repent because I have been a counterfeit Christian. He said, I come to this church every week and I act like I know what's going on. And I act like I know God. And I don't know Jesus from a hole in the wall. Because I've never been broken enough to call out on him. He said, but it's becoming a reality in my life that I've got to be yoked to the Lord because I cannot carry this burden any longer by myself. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I can't tell you the times in my own life there's been days, not before I was saved, like, you know, a few days ago. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can take another step. Like, this is just too much. It's too much responsibility. It's too much pressure. It's too much burden. It's just too much at one time. And sit down in my couch or my chair and all of a sudden get in that quiet place and the presence of God shows up. And I can't explain it to you if you've not experienced it. But all I can tell you is when his presence shows up and reminds you that you are yoked to him, all of a sudden you go from can't take another step to Lord, what nation do you want to take next? You feel physical strength, spiritual strength, vitality, mental acuteness and awareness, and all of a sudden being yoked with the Lord, all of a sudden it just. And so what happens is too, over time, as you walk with the Lord, you become one with the Lord. Are you tracking with me? And now you get stronger. And now you get braver. Now your spiritual man begins to get strong on the inside of you. Now you begin not only to enjoy the yoke of the Lord, but now you begin to live with the yoke of the Lord. According to uh, Galatians 6, 2 says, bear each other's burdens yes. and fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. So now, I, I can't show you this because I can't make Jesus disappear. But you got to trust that he's there in the spirit. So I'm going to slip this, but stay with me there, Jesus. So like, he's there in the spirit. Now I'm walking with him. He's still carrying my load, but I get so strong with me and him carrying this load together. Now what happens is I can go see my brother in a burden, and I can slip over at him, and I can get him yoked up with me. Come on now. Now not only is Christ carrying my burdens with me, now me and Christ, we're carrying, come on somebody, we're carrying, are you with me? Me and, me and Christ are carrying Dan's burden. Now what happens over time, Dan starts getting his spirit back. He starts getting strong. He starts getting yoked up with the Lord. Next thing you know, now 
we, we, we get, I'm getting out of the picture. Dan's in there. Come on, Jesus, get back in there. Now Dan and Jesus are on their journey. I'm still yoked up. I just don't have a yoke big enough. And now next thing you know, all of a sudden we run over. Matt's getting, getting, get out of the way. Jesus can put on Matt in the yoke. And then Matt gets the yoke. And then you stand by, you stand by, you get over everybody. Now next thing you know, we're carrying his burden together. Now, now, come on, somebody. Now, now, are you, are you? That's why it says Elijah was plowing with 12 yokes. Of, come on, somebody. You're talking about tearing up some turf. You start getting yoked up with Jesus and yoked up with each other and get the gifts of the Holy Spirit moving among us and flowing together. There ain't no telling what God can do in this house. Now, the burden gets easier for everybody because it ain't one pastor carrying it. It ain't one preacher doing it. It's all of us yoked together bearing the burden of the Lord. Now we understand his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Now here's what blew my mind. I'll let y'all sit down because I hate for you to carry the burden. You can carry it, Dan. You can go on then. You go with him, Matt. You can go on then. Carry the burden together. Sit down with the burden on. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Here's what blew my mind. Every time I read a scripture in this series so far, from Hebrews to Isaiah 30 to Isaiah 28 to today, it all, they all ended the same way, and I didn't know it. Hebrews 3 said there's a promise for you that's still there, but you would not. You would not. You wouldn't obey. Hardness of heart, you wouldn't enter in. So to go to Isaiah 30, talked about last week or the week before, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. Isaiah 28 for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest which you will cause the weary to rest, and this is the freshing, but you would not hear it. Did you know there's still people who want to debate me this week about tongues? So they'd rather debate the issue, is tongues real or not, than just enjoying it. They're calling me or emailing me, I don't know about this tongues things. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's real for me, baby. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know what I mean? But there, and I understand it's fear-based, but you still would like to rather debate it than just step into it. And then today, Jeremiah 6, 16, get in the ancient past, the old ways. Ask for the old past where the good way is and walk in it. Then you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. I got two asks today that I think are very important. And in both I'm asking boldly, confidently about because I'm convicted about it. One is we have a process here called Freedom Track. It's not a perfect process, but it's a process. 
And the process is designed specifically to get God's people yoked to Jesus so that they understand how to live in freedom, walk in freedom, but then they also understand how to minister freedom to others. That's the whole process. It's as simple as it gets. To understand the message of freedom and begin to live it, realign with the kingdom of God in your life, let the kingdom of God be working in your life, and then be able to minister that to others. And the reason I'm so convicted about it is I've had two or three different families this week who are both in crisis. All in crisis. And they've come to me and they said, Kent, all the same story. Last year or the year before, God spoke to us to take the next step and get connected to the church. I say that, understanding that means connect to the Lord. But take the next step out of this Sunday morning experience and connect to, get yoked to the Lord. Learn from the Lord. Learn of the Lord, from the Lord. But we just didn't do it. And now we're in a mess. And we tie it directly because we didn't obey God when he was inviting us into that relationship two years ago. To connect to the body. Connect to people that we were going to need down the road. May not need them right now, but you will. Connect to the right people. Connect to the Lord. But they said we just didn't do it. People say, well, Kent, you know, we, do, you, do you really have to be connected to the body of Christ? No, not to go to heaven. But if you want to carry your burden and you want to live a, a, a life with an easy yoke, there's only one way to be yoked to the Lord, and that's to be yoked to his body. Many are weak and sick and die prematurely among you because they don't discern the Lord's body. We need each other. Need each other's gifts, need each other's purpose. That's what this whole illustration, yoking together, gifts and callings, moving in between us, building up the body of Christ for the glory of God. So my first ask is that. I'm going to ask many of you today that maybe been here a long time, some of you just started, but you've never really decided to get yoked to the Lord. Become a disciple. You enjoy the messages, you enjoy you know, ministry, you enjoy the experience, but you've never really made that decision to be disciple, to yoke yourself to the Lord. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith to do that today. So I'm going to end here in about, about an hour and a half. And No, I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm quickly coming to an end. Is, as soon as this service is over, I ask you to cross over the connection over to our freedom equipping area where the classrooms are and just say, hey, tell me more about this. How can I get connected to Freedom Track and become part of getting yoked to the Lord and find my purpose and my destiny and my calling? Because we believe every person in this room has a destiny and a purpose and the call of God on your life that God puts you on earth for a reason so he could yoke up to the way God lives and then use you to make this world a better place to live in because of the way you live life. Amen. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. That's not heaven. There ain't a narrow way to heaven. It's a big road to heaven. Jesus didn't cut a pig trail to heaven. It's an it's a interstate. It's not about heaven. When he says narrow is the way to life, that's talking about right now. And the narrow way is getting in the yoke and being led and helped through life, not trying to do it on our own.
That's that narrow way. And so I'm inviting you into that relationship with the Lord and with the body of Christ. On behalf of the body of Christ, I'm convicted by it. And I believe God's speaking to me about that next step. Don't wait next year or the next year and find yourself in a crisis. Go ahead and do it now and avert the crisis. Here's the good news. You're going to get there either way. This is what God told me. You're going to get there either way. You choose tribulation or revelation. You can get there just by revelation, the Lord telling you what to do and doing it, or you can get there through trouble, God letting you go through so much stuff till you just wind up getting there. I don't know about you, I'd rather get there by revelation than tribulation. Amen? Secondly, there are yokes, according to Scripture, that are not from God. Yokes of bondage, unequally yoked, the Bible talks about. Yokes of deception, yokes of religion, religious past, religious concepts, that religion has laid burdens on your life and on your back that are too heavy for any of us to carry. Addictions, sin, habits, destructive behavior. There's yokes that aren't from God. Some people have put on you. Some the devil has put on you. But you know what it is if you're under a yoke that's not from God. It's like you can't break free. You can't get away from it. You can't get out from under it. Today, God will break that yoke from off your neck through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I promise you. Isaiah 10 and 27 says, The anointing removes the burdens and destroys yokes. Some of us can't be yoked to the Lord because we've not had the yoke of the enemy broken so the yoke of the Lord can fit. But today... The Lord, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a supernatural encounter, he will break that yoke off your neck and get you ready to be fitted to the yoke of the Lord. By the way, this yoke that was, I presented you today was built by a farmer who told me they don't, they don't build these, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, in mass, because they have to be fitted to the oxen. They fit them to fit the ox that's going to carry it good news is Jesus isn't going to put my burden on you. And he's not going to put your burden on me. He's going to only put, that's why he said he'll never put more on you. Now he may put it on me and he may put some other stuff on you that I don't, he's put stuff on you I hadn't had to bear. I've had to bear, but the, the thing is the Lord perfectly fits our yokes for us. That's why his yoke is, his burden is light. Is perfectly fit for each and every one of us as individuals. Amen? So I'm just going to ask us just for a second to invite the Holy Spirit. Carson, can you come play this keyboard for me just a second? Just slip up there and play anything that hits you. Holy Spirit, I just ask you now that you would move through your anointing. Lord, I thank you this promise of rest is real for each and every one of us. But Lord, I know there's people here today that you're talking to, one, to take the next step to be yoked to you and follow you as disciples and find that easy yoke and that light burden. But also, Lord, I know there's people here today that are living under burdens. Some it's our past. Some it's our sin that we can't seem to get off of us, that weight that keeps moving on. Jesus said something like this, lay aside the weight 
that keeps coming on you and so easily besets you each time you start to try to run the race. You know it's a yoke. You just can't get out of it. You can't get free of it. And it keeps burdening you and carrying you down. Some it's mental strongholds, bondages, anxiety, depression, mindsets, poverty mentalities, insecurity, these things. God wants to break that yoke off of you and get you yoked to himself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power of deliverance. So if you're here and you're that person today, you say, Kent Maddox, that's me. I know the Lord's speaking to me. I got a yoke that I've been carrying that I know it's not from God. And today, I want that yoke destroyed from off my life. If that's you, slip a hand up high right there where you are and just wave it at me, will you? You know you're carrying a yoke that's not from the Lord. And you, and you need that broken. Would you just stand up right there where you are? If you've got a hand lifted up, just stand up right there where you are. This is important. If you've lifted your hand, just stand up right there where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing removes these burdens and destroys these yokes. Would you take the next step of faith? Would you just slip out of your seat and come down here with me and just come down to this place, this front, and let us pray for you today and minister to you? Come on. Come on. Those of you in our seats, would you stand up and just... Just stay in the attitude of the Spirit here just for a minute. Come on down here. Come on, sweetheart. Come on. Come on. This is important. This is the Holy Ghost moving today. Just come all the way down. Make one line all the way across the front. The Lord's doing some supernatural things right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing is a burden-removing, yoke-destroying anointing. I see it already coming on some of you even as you stepped out here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask all those powerful uh, ministers, prayer ministers we have, come on down here and get with each of these individuals here this morning. God's going to do some powerful deliverance in our house today, removing these burdens and destroying these yokes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll get, we'll get somebody with every person here praying this morning. Those in our congregation, will you just stretch your hands toward these wonderful people of God? Father, we just thank you today that an anointing is being released in this house that's a yoke-destroying, burden-removing anointing. And that today, every yoke that's not from God is being destroyed. Every burden is being removed. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are replacing that yoke, yoking them to the Lord Jesus Christ moving them forward in their purpose and their destiny in the kingdom of God. We thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for those in our congregation today. Father, I thank you that this word is from you about rest and you are wanting to yoke us up with yourself to make our burdens light and your, and your yoke easy. And so, Lord, I pray for those who are saying, I, I'm going to take the first step. I've found freedom, but I want to be able to minister freedom. Or I've never really felt like I've really been yoked up to the Lord, hearing His voice, following Him, having the gifts of the Holy Spirit moving in my life. I encourage you today. I ask the Holy Spirit now to give you the faith and grace to make, take the next step of faith and move into a place of discipleship with the Lord Jesus Christ, connecting with us today at Freedom Track. So, Father, I thank you for that. I decree the blessing over our inter, entire congregation that this is a season that you are moving us into a place of rest on every side. So, Lord, we decree it. We thank you for it. We take off our old yokes and we yoke ourselves to you today, Lord, by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said amen. All right, I love you guys. We'll see you in your connection as you're making your way over to Freedom Track. Be blessed.
Thanks for listening to this message. If you are blessed by this message, you can give by visiting waio.org or by downloading the Wayo app and selecting Give. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thanks.